Hello everyone, welcome back to Plotlines, I'm Connor, and today I'm going to review Another Kingdom by Andrew Clavin. Now, uh, Andrew Clavin, I learned about him uh, and his writing actually from his podcast, The Andrew Clavin Show, which is a great podcast to listen to if you're interested in, um, you know, so, uh, sort of an interesting perspective on politics, but I'm not going to talk about that today because I'm reviewing his uh, his book, Another Kingdom. He's an experienced novelist, and I think he I think his writing is very interesting, and and he's very well written. So, um, I'm going to start off by saying that it. I know well, many of you that have listened to my podcast might realize that when I review something, except for maybe when I review Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia, just because they're, some, they're I think, the mo- some of the most fantastic books in the world, other movies or um, stuff like that, I'm a lot more critical. And I think that's something that you need to keep in mind when I go through uh, Another Kingdom, is that... I can be very critical, especially since um, Another Kingdom is a three-part book series, I believe, uh, or a trilogy, and um, so there's I've only read the first part, and there's only been the first part that's been released. So what I'm saying is some of these things may be um, sort of unnecessary to criticize or unnecessary to praise, uh, sort of, um, until we see the entire story play out. But, my first impressions from it is it's a fantastic book, and I love, as I read many more books, which I, I love reading more novels, especially fantasy novels, um, I find that I'm very interested in other writers' perspectives, because that's one of the things that comes out. Even though, even though it's sort of like, um, even though you're sort of setting up a whole different world for yourself, or for, you know, the writer setting up a whole other world with characters that sort of have completely different opinions or completely different, um, you know, life, life, set, life setups because of, you know, how the world works differently or stuff, stuff like that. Um, another kingdom, or, well, the writers often, you know, say something or use their opinions and their philosophies within their books, and you can learn about them through through their novels. And I and I like doing that. And I think Andrew Clavin is very interesting, just as interesting as like George R. R. Martin or J. R. Tolkien or C. S. Lewis. They are all very interesting to try and understand you know, their philosophy. It's important to have a philosophy when when uh, someone, when these novels are being created, because if you don't, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why um, novels can be bad, because there's nothing, there's nothing pushing them from behind, there's nothing, there's no real reason why they're written except for, for you know, uh, kind of entertainment. Sort of like the Marvel movies are today. They're not. They don't truly have a purpose, which is why you know some. Uh, this is just after the news of like the Thor news, you know, related to like female Thor and 
you know, Valkyrie and stuff like that. I don't think they have an, a... I don't think they have a philosophy when they're making these movies. I think they're just trying to make money, and um, especially in these Marvel movies. So I don't find... And I, I'm sort of half annoyed and half not annoyed by some of their stuff. But some of the stuff that they do that just is all social garbage. But I also think that it's just because of how they're trying to make money. So anyways, which I don't respect the way they make movies as much as because they don't just have, they don't have a philosophy. But anyways, back to Another Kingdom. It's, it's an interesting take on sort of the Chronicles of Narnia, um, but sort of from, you know, kind of like a millennial's perspective. You know, if a millennial today was, uh, you know, set set to a different, um, a more gritty, um, uh, yeah, more gritty fantasy world. And it's sort of not, it's gritty in a sense, but also not gritty in a sense. I mean, it has like the fan fantastical and, um, you know, signs of, like, Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia. Some of it really reminds me of the Chronicles of Narnia, and some of it really reminds me of Lord of the Rings. Um, but also, it's very different, and it's very sort of like a thriller, mystery type of thing, um, which I find that the beginning of the book is somewhat hard to read. But I think, uh, um, actually, a lot of beginnings of books are hard to read, except for maybe the Chronicles of Narnia, just because it's so fast. But anyway, so it takes its time to develop the character, and I would say you're not supposed to really like the character. I mean, you're supposed to like him being, like, you feel bad for him and stuff like that, but you're not supposed to, um, you're not supposed to... Uh, believe that he's doing, you know, what is right or what is just or something like that. You know, it, it, it's more of a it's more of a characterization of how, you know, how lazy millennials are and not and um, how self righteous millennials are and how uh, millennials just are empty in most capacities because of they really don't have anything they believe in and. And it's also a characterization of Hollywood, um, which I think is interesting. Anyways, um, continuing on, I think I'm not going to spoil anything for a few minutes uh, for this review. Um, so my non this is part of my non-spoilery, you know, part of the uh, part of the episode, and uh, so it's sort of Narnia-ish. You know, uh, I'm just going to say this, that he does go into it, or the main character does go into a different world. It's a little different than Narnia, and it's more, you know, he's in this world now, then he suddenly is in the other world, and it kind of goes back and forth. Now, to me, that's sometimes hard to read, because I'm sort of, it's sort of two storylines that uh, are, um, you know, that are similar, um... But sometimes I, sometimes there will be parts where I'll be like, oh, I'm liking this chapter, okay, I'm in the middle of it, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it, I can't wait to see what happens next, and then we have to go back to the other storyline, and I'm sort of like, well, 
darn it. So it kind of, uh, it sort of interrupts the flow. So it's some, so I find it hard, I found it hard to continuously read the book. It wasn't something where I could be like, sit down and, um, read like half of it in one sitting or in one, you know, one day or something. I kind of had to spread it out. I also listened to a little bit of it on Audible, which I found very helpful. Michael Knowles is the uh, is the is the narrator for the audiobook, which I find very very cool, very interesting. He's he's pretty good at it. I think he has some uh, background in um, in stage productions and stuff like that. So. You know, he's sort of an actor in a way. Or, yeah, he's an actor, but not very, he doesn't act very often. Um, anyway, so I find I found that uh, a good way to sometimes um, continue on the book because I found myself getting drawn in by the audio part. But it also made me want to go back and read the parts that I, you know, uh, read... Yeah, to read the parts that I listened to. So, um, it's sort of like now that I know what happens in the book, I find that I really enjoy... I enjoy the story. I find it interesting. But sometimes there's parts where it just seems like you're not gonna... You're not getting places quick enough. So it's sort of slow um, in the beginning. And I, um, and I sort of like how that ends up, but it's also, you know, like I said, it's sort of hard to read while you're, while you're in that moment, but when it starts climaxing, when it, you know, when the, um, when the pace gets faster and you start understanding what's going on in the book, um, because it's a mystery, you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on, I think that becomes more enjoyable. I think some of the fantasy elements are very cool and very reminiscent of you know the, um, some of the, like the animals or the or the creatures and stuff like that are more reminiscent to C.S. Lewis than J.R.R. Tolkien, but then again there are some elements of Tolkien in it, um, sort of more of the romance. Romance is much more Tolkien than Lu- than Lewis, but it's also a different type of it's it's a much more mature book, um, uh, I think because. It's set in the world of today where it's sometimes less believable that um, people are, you know, have the qualities in which they're not swearing or anything like that. Or, you know, they're refusing to or they're trying to be, you know, more clean. And I think he's trying to go for a more um, or the author was trying to go for a more realistic depiction of millennials these days and obviously he's taking like standard millennials and not and Hollywood millennials especially and not necessarily looking at you know the odd minor millennials like you know I would say my brother is an odd millennial he is uh you know he he's he's someone who works hard and doesn't try and you know he's not not to change the world in the sense of changing other people. He's trying to change the world by, you know, being, by being a better, being better for himself and, uh, you know, uh, the people he loves, which I think is what, what is more, 
what is more beneficial to the world is if everyone would just work on themselves, sort of. If they just made themselves happy and made themselves, um, you know, if they bettered themselves. It's sort of like Jordan Peterson's philosophy um, of bettering yourself and cleaning up your room and stuff like that. If everyone would do that, I think everyone would be better off. Bec- or the world would be better off. And people wouldn't need to do all this, you know. People have become just activistic in nature. But it's not really active. It's not active. It's very passive. It's very, it's very just. It's showing up. That's that's all activism is. Today's world, and it's all virtue signaling, and so it's meaningless. While taking care of yourself and taking care of the people you love and bettering yourself, is and is is the most active thing you can do, and it's something that many people have lost. Anyways, so and that's one of the things that. Uh, Andrew Clavin, I think, is showing in his characters in uh, in this in this sort of world. It's sort of like the way it uh, begins makes you want to know what happens, but I would say it takes too long for me to uh, for maybe people with shorter minds or shorter uh, attention spans, which I would say sometimes I have a short attention span um, when reading, um, unless it's something. Unless the writing is sort of like Lewis's or Tolkien's writing, you know, which... Or actually... No, actually, I would say Lewis's writing. Tolkien's writing can be sometimes, um... I don't want to say... Not, it's not... Uh, it's, um... It's very thinking, you know. You have to be thinking about it. So if you're not thinking, and if that's what's keeping you from um, getting through a book... Tolkien's not going to help you with that, but Lewis, Lewis uh, is more, is more, you know, uh, I don't know, it's hard to explain with the way, with the way Lewis writes, he's just, he's simplistic, but not simplistic, he's simple, but complicated, I, you know, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but I think if anyone's read Lewis, I think they understand what I mean. Um, anyways, but once the climax is like, you know, the second half of the book is, is like the optimal part of it. I think there's some interest, some strange things that it's, it feels strange when they, when, um, they're talking about women and stuff like that in the book. So I think that will be, I think that's one of the only things that you're kind of like, this is a little strange. You know, this book isn't necessarily for children. I would say this is maybe a young adult, um, you know, type of book. Or uh, maybe teenagers. I don't, I don't think so. Or, I mean, huh. they say the F word, so I don't, I, you know, I would say just take that as whatever you, um, whatever you consider. That's, you know, if you're going to talk to your, kids about reading this book or something like that, I would say, yeah, think, and, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's an, he has an interesting philosophy about what, you know, what completes a man and what, you know, sort of gender relations. Anyways, I, sometimes it feels weird, sometimes it doesn't. 
Um, but it's also fantasy, too. Most of it's fantasy, except for, you know, it's most like that part about um, men and women is mostly fantasy, except for there is a few characters that that has to do with that isn't fantasy. Anyways, it's sort of also, so it's sort of like a, you know, I don't know. It's a, you know, the fantasy parts are really, really uh, fantastic. I'm interested to see whether or not he goes in depth on, like, why these, these, the fantasy creatures or the fantasy people are the way they are. Or it's going to be like a Lewis style of, you don't really need to know why, necessarily. Or you just need to, it's more like, is it more like a fairy tale or is it more like, like high fantasy or something like that. Anyways, that's, that's kind of what my review of the book would be, my spoiler-free review. I think it's a book that you should check out, especially if you're an adult and, uh, want some sort of fantasy book to read. Um, it's definitely a different take, it's it's definitely kind of fresh, um, and it sort of blends social problems, yeah, the social problems of today with, with fantasy, and I think that's, that's very interesting, (laughs) and it's, uh, very well done. Also, it's from first person, so if you like first person, um, perspective, it's very, it's like sort of journaling, you know, almost, um, you know, I think that's very interesting. It's not, first person isn't my favorite, necessarily, I sort of like the third person writing style, but I think it is still good, even if people, even if you don't necessarily always like first person, I think you should still read this book. So, I would say, check it out. Um, it's, it's, it's been out since maybe March, or, or April, or something like that, so, there you go. Um, now, let's move on, let's get into spoilers, so, warning, if you haven't read it, and if you don't want to be spoiled, stop here. Um, anyways, okay, everyone who has seen, or has read the book, or doesn't, don't, doesn't care about being spoiled, I think, um, the main character, his, uh, name is, oh, what is it, it's, um, um, <laughs> that's funny. I'm having trouble remembering the name. Well, the main character, I'll I'll remember it. Um, the main character is a is a writer who kind of fail has failed in um in Hollywood, and I think uh he you know he's kind of a he's kind of a poor soul, you know type of thing, and he's uh you know he has to you know every time and sorry he every time he walks through a doorway, you know, not every time, but, like, when he walks through a doorway, he has a chance of being sent back, sent to this other, this, another kingdom, uh, and that's, um, where he, uh, he's imprisoned, and he puts on trial for murder, and stuff like that, and he has to figure it out, figure out what's going on, and us, and a talking squirrel helps him out, and I think, that's very, I think, a talking female, like a woman squirrel, it's like half a she squirrel, it's like a half woman, half squirrel, It's kind of strange, it's like sort of like a centaur, half man, half horse, but instead half 
squirrel, half woman. She's she's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's not the mo- it. There's also some. You know, there's some elements of like you know possible torture, tor- torture. Not like he's not tortured necessarily, but uh, you know, other people are. And um, you know, so he uh, he sort of learns that his family has been corrupted by this, uh, you know, in the real world, or what he thinks is the real world, which is, like, you know, our world, um, he's been, they've been corrupted by this, um, uh, this billionaire globalist kind of thing, um, who's, uh, basically been, you know, create, trying to create the world in him, his image, he's basically trying to play God, and that's, you know that's basically what he's trying to do that's the that's the villain's kind of motive anyways so he kind of goes back and forth trying to figure out what's going on between the different worlds and then eventually learns that um you know he's supposed to go on a quest to save a talisman talisman which i think is just which he actually doesn't know what it is but he has to go find the talisman um you know, from this, uh, that, of a, of a queen that had been overthrown, and he is given a, you know, armor and a special sword and stuff like that, and he has to, you know, he sort of learns about, I guess, true love and stuff like that, and, you know, everything around him is kind of, getting worse, you know, he spends a lot of time in, in prisons in both worlds, you know, and being hunted and, um, you know, being attacked by, by, you know, the groups in the, the bad groups in the fantasy world and the bad group in the, um, in the, in the, in, on earth, I guess. So it's kind of about, it's, you know, that's kind of the, general nature of this book is that it's sort of like a it's a mystery hunt you know type of thing in both fantasy and normal world um anyways he eventually has to learn that he um you know he it's it's important to have something that you believe in and that's the most important thing that he learns from the book he has nothing that he believes in in the beginning of the book, and that's what he realizes is one of his problems is that he has no belief system because the world has not a not given him one that matters. He's very empty, and he has to figure out how to do that. And um, you know, he works along with the squirrel and um, and uh, this. Uh, this woman that he's in love with, who also is um, is sort of, I think she was forced to marry some other guy, some lord of uh, this um, of the evil group, and this group, the evil group is sort of like an oligarchy in the fantasy world they overthrew a queen and now they're sort of like a council or something that decides everything for everyone and they promised a perfect world it's sort of like battling utopia and it's interesting because you're battling utopia in a fantasy world where you know 
like it's sort of like you think, oh, it's gonna be utopia in the fantasy world because it's fantasy, but that doesn't work. That's not a thing that happens. It's sort of, I guess, it's sort of you catastrophe as as Tolkien and and sometimes and Lewis sometimes uses you catastrophe. It's just where um, you know everything fails, but it's also but it fails in like sort of a good way. You know, everything ends, but or. You know, everything ends, or everything goes poorly, but there's something at the end of the tunnel that is good and that will, fi- will, will um, not fix everything, but there's, some, there's something else. There's something else to the world, that's kind of thing, that kind of thing, and that someone else is, is helping you along the way. Anyways, he, also, he learns that the queen had actually been sent to his world, and and wrote the book, a book called Another Kingdom, which he had found earlier in the book, but he, or he's, but he's trying, or he found out about it, but he can't find it. So he has to go on, he basically still has to find her, and find the book, and, um, basically save the world from the, this, um, this council, save the, save the, the fantasy world from this council, uh, being controlled by a wizard. I forgot to mention that some evil wizard is uh, control is uh, manipulating this council and all men. Actually, his power is derived from weak men, basically, which is you know it's it, that's very Tolkien. And then, um, and then uh, his in the other world, he has to fight basically his family, except for his sister, who's you think is crazy, but actually isn't crazy because of how because of how crazy the world is actually she seem she's actually sane um anyways so uh she has to he has to find his sister i believe i don't think he found her it's been a little while since i finished the book but she's he has to find his sister find the queen and save them save his world from this uh this evil syndicate led by this uh, this billionaire globalist, and then also in the other world has to defeat a wizard and pl- replace uh, or replace uh, the queen on her on the throne the uh, the greatest queen as they call her on her throne. So that's the that's my general or that's my review of the book. It is a wonderful book, and if you still haven't read it, I don't know why you listened to me all the way through, but I suggest, you know, I, I'm probably a little, a little incoherent compared to reading the book yourself, so I would say still read the book. You'll probably forget what I said anyways by the time you're reading it, you, but when you're reading it, you'll probably be like, oh yeah, that's what Connor said. He said, you know, that... that that was happening. Oh wait, I'm remembering. You know that type of thing. So, but I would suggest read or read it or reread it if you think it, if you want to think about it in the way you know that I, you know that I suggested, and that you know maybe you're maybe you had, didn't think about this stuff when you read it, or um, or you'll think about it while you're reading it, and then you can go back and reread it and see if I have inspired something, or inspired a way to read it that, you know, that you didn't think of prior. Well, anyways, um, 
if you um, tell, want to tell me anything you think about the book, you know, let me know on Twitter, you know, um, uh, look up C.D. McHugh on Twitter and let me know. Um, this has been Plotlines and come back next week. Or I might do one later this week. We'll see what time or when I'll be doing my next episode. But see you next time. Bye.